0: Hello and welcome back to episode 18 of Sweet Seats. I'm your host, Parker Gannon, and today I am joined by my co-hosts, Ben Shadel, Peyton McIntyre, and Ryan Cole. How are we doing today, guys? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Um, You're doing good? Yeah. After
1: this week and everything, you guys are feeling okay after last night? Kind of a, kind of a heartbreaking uh, yeah, that little night for, for Lions a, fans out there. Not yeah. a fun one. Not no. a fun. Not a fun one to watch. No, no. <laughs> no, not for you. I mean, the Lions dominated the first half. Yeah, yeah first half, they twenty-four to, to seven.
0: They had me convinced. Yeah, they had, had me you convinced, convinced man. for a while? Yeah. Didn't work out in the end, though, unfortunately. Yep. So they were up to a seventeen-point lead at half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they managed to blow it. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: I think it's. In my opinion, I don't think the 49ers came back. It was more of like the Lions self-destructed. You know, late in the game, Josh Reynolds dropped that pass on fourth and two. The fumble by Jameer Gibbs. And then, obviously, Kendall Vildor on that tip pass that ended up turning into that big gain with the catch by Brandon Ayuk for them to make the score 24-17. I think the Lions more self-destructed than agree. actually got beat by the
1: 49ers. I agree. I mean, when you're talking about the Lions, a lot of people are going to place the blame on Dan Campbell here for yeah. that loss, going for it on fourth down twice. But, you know, if you look back at the film and you see all the mistakes that the Lions made, it's really it really came down to them beating themselves. Fate. I mean, two drop Josh Reynolds passes. uh I, if if the Lions retain C J Gardner Johnson next year, I'll be shocked because that guy can has a mouth, man. He has a, he has a mouth. He can't he, walk the walk though.
3: He seems like a cancer in the locker room. Yeah, like yeah. he's just like he had that Twitter beef with mm-hmm. Debo. It just seems like I don't know. I don't know if I would want him on my team either. I wouldn't. Definitely no, I mean, necessary.
2: Yeah. Well, like yesterday at halftime, he was waving goodbye to the 49ers yeah. fans. I mean, that's karma. And he yeah. had
3: that 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 dumb penalty where we just got that pick, and he wants to go blindside hit Debo. Smart play.
1: (laughs) Very smart play by a line there. Another one.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, I know how people say they can blame Dan Campbell for the loss, you know, the two fourth down stops, but... If you go back and you look at the whole season overall, yeah, That's been him. That, yeah, that was their whole mm-hmm. to got game them style. there. Yeah, yeah, you can't be mad if something didn't work if it got you there in the first place.
1: Well, see, here's the thing about it is that I'm I'm more impressed that he actually stuck with it over the course of the season. You know, it's 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 the way he coaches football, mm-hmm. right? He's an analytics guy. He likes to go for it on fourth down in these short yardage scenarios, and more often than not, it works. But when you're going up against a team like San Fran, it might be time to take a field goal, Dan, to, to at least tie the game up. You know what yeah. I mean? At least tie it up. You know, you trust your defense, who is one of the best in the entire league. You're not going against a mobile quarterback, and that's the biggest part, right? I mean, when when the Lions went against the Ravens and the Bears, you didn't lose because you know the offense killed you. You didn't lose because the secondary just got burnt every single time. You lost because they had mobile quarterbacks and Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson ran all over your defense. That's the one weakness that the Lions have defensively, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean with, yeah. Go, I mean, with Ali McNeil stepping up this year and the run defense being at an all time high. The one thing they can't do is stop a mobile quarterback. When you have a when you have a guy like Brock Purdy, who's so comfortable sitting back there behind Trent Williams and all the offensive linemen for the Forty ers he's not going to run out of the pocket and make those desperation type throws. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
2: I think that if anything, something that the Lions should focus on this off season is like on defense, especially is the cornerback position. Because I mean, especially late season, like you know when they lost a couple of their a few of their last games, just like. Cam Sutton and Kendall Vildor were, like, the two weaknesses. <laughs> Cam Sutton
3: is going to make me lose <laughs> my mind.
2: They were the they were the two defensive yeah. weaknesses on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then losing Emmanuel Mosley to that ACL tear, whatever it was, like, super early in the season, that hurt them. Yeah. Like, trying to make a deep run in the Definitely.
1: Definitely. I agree. I mean, when you know, you're talking about those guys that were signed to one-year deals. Do you bring – well, it was mostly signed to a two-year deal or a one-year deal? I think he was signed to a one-year deal. I'm not right.
2: sure, but even then, it's it just could have been two
1: years. And you may, you guys can talk about something else. I'll, I'll look at this right now.
0: Um, all right, something else surprised me last night, and that was um, Jameis Winston. One-year deal. Just d- two touchdowns. Wait, Jamie. who? Wait, hold on,
1: Jameis Winston. Jameis James Williams. Jameis <laughs> and Williams. That, <laughs> there you go, buddy. Yeah, the, good, oh job, oh God. good job, James PG. Good job, PG. Jameis and
0: Williams. Jesus, yeah. that was yeah. a. I didn't mess, mess up. All right, but his two touchdowns—I thought those were like safety touchdowns. I yeah. thought him scoring was like for sure gonna be enough for the Lions. Mm-hmm. To yeah, I come mean, out. especially well, that, I mean, yeah.
2: that one late game. That's like. That, yeah, that was more of a garbage time touchdown, mm-hmm. but his other one that was that was
3: spectacular. Yeah, that first one was a fun one to watch. Well, it's really cool because you know, J-Mo is now
1: taking the shape that the Lions need him to. He's becoming that deep threat wide receiver that Jared Goff can go to when the you know when the secondary is expecting a short pass play or a run and they're stepping up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, So now not only do you have to look towards one of the best route runners in the league in Amon Ross and Brown, his technicality and footwork is incredible. Now you also have to watch out for J-Mo, who's going deep almost every single play. You also are going to have to watch out for Sam Laporta, right? Don't yeah. don't be surprised if Gibbs or Montgomery floods into the into the you know into the field for a little check down pass. You have so much stuff to worry about on this Lions offense. Here's my question mark though. My one worry is that Jared Goff played amazing this year. However, I'm concerned that he is a system quarterback and the system that he excels in is Ben Johnson's offense. I agree. If he goes if Ben Johnson goes to the commanders this offseason, as or, the head coach, or leaves period, or leaves period, one hundred percent. Do you think Jared Goff retains his talent and and production level that we saw him have th- this season?
3: I I do not. I think Ben Johnson makes Jared Goff look like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Yes, I think he schemes plays that Jared got that he knows Jared Goff can throw the ball to. But I think if a different offensive coordinator comes in and he's got to work with Jared Goff to get back to that Ben that Ben Johnson like style offensive coordinator but right now i think there are some question marks in the air on if if ben johnson leaves is jared goff going to be just as good or is he going to have like a decline there i mean and yeah i mean like i agree i think that
2: he's definitely going to be worse than he was this year but he's not going to be horrible he's mm-hmm. not going to the to no, exactly, yeah. be ter- terrible
1: he's, he's not going to be horrible but at the same time you know goff is not in my opinion at least going to be that you know that leader that's going to make those effective throws on third down. Yeah. I mean,
2: I mean, late game it's going to be interesting. Yeah, late game there were a couple bad balls like on that one uh fourth and 3 that he threw I think it got tipped by Fred Warner but it was just underthrown to Cameron mm-hmm. Ra. Yeah. That was a horrible throw but like I think Ben Johnson he's he's an awesome offensive coordinator. He's Definitely. probably one of the best in the game. But you also have to think about if he leaves and the Lions bring in a different guy for their offense. You have you have to think about if you're going to scheme something you gotta include Gibbs, Montgomery, JMO, yeah. St. Brown, so Laporta. So many weapons. You're well, I mean, not gonna yeah. take those You're not gonna take any of those guys out of the game plan. No. And having those many guys to throw to automatically makes a quarterback better. Instead of having you know one or just two guys, you have everybody on all aspects and all around the field that you can throw to and they can make a big play.
1: Yeah, well here's the thing with the Lions. The Lions have kind of almost burned themselves here. Right, you know, they're they're all the way in the NFC championship game. They lose. Their offensive coordinator is most likely gone. Right? So now you've set yourself so far back behind in terms of hiring an offensive coordinator. It's crazy. A lot of a lot of candidates have already gone. Right you know, Kellen Moore, he's he's not with the Chargers anymore, but he's already onto his next venture. A lot of offensive coordinators have gone to their destinations that they're going to be at next season, right? Yeah, the Steelers are still looking at one, a couple. Of the teams are still looking at a couple different, you know, candidates. But at the same time, the Lions have really, really narrowed their time that they can hire an offensive coordinator, and it's kind of bit them in the rear end here, honestly. Yeah. Plus, with the Lions' offense, it's set up for a certain strategy you know yeah. the, the the players that they've drafted the the multi running back set back there with Montgomery and Gibbs it's set up for a certain system and if you run a st- a, a system that's not you know built for this offense it's going to collapse
3: mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think right now that as a Lions fan i'm hoping that the ravens defensive corner mike McDonald, is he got he's got an interview there i'm hoping that like that he goes and he's the new head coach there and ben johnson can stay so that way there's no more question marks in the air and then we can just work on that defense to get to like a super bowl defense because i think that was the main problem this year i think as while watching it i just don't have any trust in the defense that they can get a stop on like a super bowl on like a 49ers their their type of offense that has that Power to go to the Super Bowl with that offense Yeah, no, you're right, 100% Ryan, I mean, this this defense You don't really need to bring in any
1: huge names The only, the only position you really are looking for Is corner, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with Kim Sutton having a, such a big down Year, God, and C.J. Garner-Johnson gone Probably, Emmanuel Mosley's probably going to take a couple weeks next year To go back to, you know, playing Excellent football, that's the one Position that you're talking about defensively, right? But now it's just all development you know, Dan Campbell said mm-hmm. in his in his press conference after the game that it's it's I don't care who we draft, I don't care who we sign up for agency, if we don't come with the same work ethic as we did this year every single day, we're not going to get back to this spot next year. It's mm-hmm. going to be twice as hard next year, right? Yeah. So they just need to keep on developing. They have the guys, realistically, right? Aiden Hutchinson in the past, what was it, five games, had like eight-plus sacks, mm-hmm. was playing incredible. So much better this uh, second half of the season than he was in the first half. You have the guys, you have the foundation. Now just keep on excelling, keep on getting better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. whole point that the Lions have to focus yeah, on. Yeah,
3: I don't. I agree. I don't want to throw some money on this big name who's just going to go out there and be average when you can just develop some smaller yeah. name players who can grow into that big name. Definitely, 100%. Yeah.
0: Um, I think me, as in a Detroit fan and like many others, are very excited to see what the Lions organization does and the energy they built around Detroit I feel this year was something different i mean how many people went to the san francisco game in the mm-hmm. in the lions like in the fan <laughs> in the fans the blue gear was crazy mm-hmm. um, and yeah i think that was something really special um, so something else we should also talk about is the super bowl predictions oh man what do we think what are we thinking well i'm baby? not going to watch
1: the game I think, I think it's pretty simplistic. Really? This is the not this, watch it. this is the worst possible outcome we we could have had. I mean, you got the Ford niners who have been there multiple times and the chiefs who have been there multiple times. Nobody wants to watch it. Plus, with Taylor Swift being shown thirty <laughs> times every quarter, it's it's stupid. Why why didn't she just go and perform the halftime show now while she's at it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just dumb. It's so so stupid.
2: I mean, I'm not. I'm not not gonna watch the game, but at the same time, I'm not as invested in it. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the 49ers have a super team with how much money they spent on yeah. everybody on both sides of the ball, and just it's kind of it's kind of getting tiring seeing Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl every year, it's knowing true. that it's either gonna be an upset by the NFC team or Patrick Mahomes just gonna win again. And yeah. oh wow, what a surprise! I think the only person I'm really cheering for is Brock Purdy. You know,
1: <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant.
2: Yeah, that's that's the only reason why I'm cheering for him because you know. His like, his, like, base salary is something like under a million dollars. He's making less than a lot of, like, college athletes nowadays with all NIL stuff. And, I mean, going from being Mr. Irrelevant to winning the Super Bowl, that's a pretty amazing story in my opinion.
3: You're definitely right. I agree. Um, right now they have the, the 49ers favored by two. I, I think that, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just gonna he's going to continue to be that guy. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to go out there and just dominate – I think the 49ers, I think they have all the players to do it, but I just, I don't see the, the players working together. I think they're all just there for their name and to say that they want a ring. I don't think that they have like the core and the grit that the, the Chiefs do and that the Lions had. So I, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. Wow. I, I could agree with you there, but,
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of having mixed thoughts right now. I think if the San Francisco comes out soft like they did versus the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs will not blow it like the Lions did. I think they will be able to hold it and yeah, come through. But if San Francisco comes out just as even as um, uh, the Chiefs, then I think it could be a different outcome. So I'm kind of split, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna mm-hmm. go. I'm gonna go 34-27. Uh, San Fran. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm I'm falling San
0: Fran here. I
1: don't think that honestly Kansas City can compete with the 49ers. And realistically, if the Lions were in there, I'd, I'd pick the Lions 100. Um, I think it just comes down to Travis Kelsey once again. Oh my God. Honestly, I know it's kind of kind of what yeah. a surprise, right? But at the same time, um, the the Chiefs don't have a wide receiver mm-hmm. that you can try. Rasheed Rice is your only guy, and he's just an average, okay wide receiver, right? I mean, realistically, you're looking at Travis Kelsey having to dominate this game against a prime uh, 49ers secondary and defense. Another name to throw in there is Chase Young. I mean, we we all saw that Jameer Gibbs touchdown. I'm not sure if many people went (laughs) back and watched that play, but Chase Young had the most minimal effort that that Mm -hmm. I've ever seen a football player have. Like, it was bad. It was really, really bad. He kind of just lollygagged uh-huh. around, you know, jogged there, whatever. I don't really want to be here, you know what I mean? There's
3: about five guys around him, yeah. too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kind of Steph Curry his way into the end zone. But, you know, if Chase Young can hold down that that edge on, on his side, because, you know, you have, you have um, Hargrave in the center, you have Bosa on this side, Fred Warner's in there, a lot of high-profile players. If Chase Young can't hold that side, right, What's to say that the Chiefs don't, you know, use that to their advantage, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I think Fred Warner on Travis Kelsey, that matchup will be legendary if that happens, right? If the 49ers opt to go in that direction, I think the 49ers secondary will lock up the Chiefs wide receiver core with ease, realistically, right? Chiefs defense is going to be put to the test, but at the same time, there's not much you can do against this 49er offense. You just have to limit their amount of production and you know capitalize on the big plays when it happens. I, I will tell you, though, I think that uh, Andy Reed will take his kicker and, and use him this game more than Detroit did after watching it. I guarantee that'll happen, but at the same time, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It's going to put two coaches to the test. Um... Kyle Shanahan has been quoted as a choker, realistically. And with, I mean, you know, I, I know San Fran has gone so far so many times, but how many Super Bowls has he won as, as the head coach of the 49ers? What, zero? He's been in the NFC Conference Championship how many years in a row? Like four at least, and he hasn't won a Super Bowl in that time? It's sad. Yeah. It's really, really sad. It's I'm, time. It's time, Kyle. It's
2: I mean. Time. Going off of what you said with like Chase Young, I think that the key for this 49ers defense is, like it is in any Chiefs game that you watch this year, they just can't give Mahomes time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Chiefs don't have, they have a, I would say, just like a bit above average offensive line. I mean, obviously you have Creed Humphrey in there.
1: Best center in the league. Trey I mean, Smith is playing incredible as well. Yeah,
2: and then Joe Thune is obviously great, yep. but like their tackles... With like Jawan Taylor and whoever's on the other side, yeah. they're not terrific. Not amazing. no. No, I mean, and then plus since you have Chase Young and Nick Bosa rushing off the edge every play, you need to put pressure on Mahomes mm-hmm. because if they can get away with one or two calls, he's just gonna run around the field and just chuck it up, and you know because it always happens, somebody's going to be open. Yeah, and then that's how they prolong drives and win mm-hmm. games.
3: Definitely, I agree. Chiefs are gonna win. You think so? Is that mm-hmm. what you got? What's your score prediction, Ryan? Hmm. The Chiefs' defense is underrated. People don't talk so? about people don't talk no. about the Chiefs' defense enough. They held the MVP candidate to what? Ten points? Seventeen? Ten? Ten? Seventeen? Ten? Yeah, so ten. One of the two. MVP candidate to ten points. Yeah. And then Patrick Mahomes is going to Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be out there and throw the little Mahomes. Give me the refs on their side too. The refs always <laughs> love the Chiefs. <laughs> they want Taylor Swift to have that Super Bowl. So I think, I think the script has the Chiefs winning, I'll say, 27-20. 27-20? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. All right, now, now see, I'm,
1: I'm, kind of, I'm kind of deliberating on this. I've, this has haunted my mind a little bit. I don't know how many of you guys are Michigan fans here. I, I want opinions on Terrell Moore. And we have a little bit of time left. I want opinions on Jerome Moore. Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, to the Chargers. We all knew it was going to happen. He takes his D coordinator, Jesse Manor with him, who has been outstanding uh, during his time at Michigan. What are your opinions on Jerome Moore, all three of you?
2: I mean, I'm not a Michigan fan myself, Mm -hmm. but I think it depends because, you know, he was there the first game of the season, obviously, you know, when – Harbaugh served that like one or two game suspension, and then the, obviously the last two games where they beat what was it like Penn Ohio State,
1: Ohio State, Penn State, and some random team.
2: Yeah, but like that's obviously those are good wins to pick up. That's huge what you, wins. Those that's what you want as yeah. a head coach, especially if you're an interim head coach and you're able to pick up and coach a team like that to beat these really high ranked teams. I think there's high optimism if you're a Michigan fan. I agree. But at the same time, I think you have to think about who's coming back for the team. McCarthy's not going to be back. So, uh, was it like two or three of their offense? Horam's gone, Zinter's
1: I... gone, colson has gone. You lose a lot. Sainstrill's yeah. gone.
2: I mean, that's what you have to think about because. But the thing is, I think they're also going to cut him a bit of slack because if the yeah. team doesn't do well, he's a first-year head coach. Uh huh. You don't have the weapons. I yeah. mean, you have time to develop those guys.
1: You want to know? I mean, realistically, if you're a Michigan fan, you want to know what. From Moore is being judged by, it's not national championships anymore because you're not at that level. It's what's going to happen at Ohio State this year. Basically. With, with all the talent loss. that Ohio State has coming in, Quinshawn Jenkins, Will Howard, you know, the Alabama quarterback, they're getting the quarterback Caleb in the recruiting, Downs. Really insane, Caleb yeah. Downs, you know, every player that is coming is Seth McLaughlin who struggled in terms of snapping the ball, but he's one of the best interior offensive linemen in the country in terms of blocking, right? Yeah. All the talent that they have coming in, there's no excuse for Ryan Day.
3: Give me Ohio State to have a field day on Michigan if next year. If the
1: Buckeyes lose, Ryan Day should be fired. I agree. Ryan Day, No out. excuses. He's Absolutely no excuses.
2: No, because, I mean, he had such a big hole to fill with yeah. Urban Meyer leaving. And if you lose to Michigan four years in a row, especially with having, like, the best roster in the country, yeah.
1: there's no excuses. Exactly, I agree.
0: All right, guys, that is it for today's episode of Sweet Seats. We are out of time. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. I know I did. On the behalf of Ben Seatbelt Shadle, Ryan Cluck Z. Cole, and Peyton the Man McIntyre, see you next time.